Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Norris and Parker Sketch Therapy. Episode four. It's very exciting. It is. Uh, thank you for um, continuing to listen, guys. Uh, it's going up every week. People are subscribing, so we're very happy. Yep, we're determined to get more reviews, though. So mm-hmm. just, and as this week's episode theme is guilt, if you don't leave us a review, I just but, want you to, and you listen to this episode, mm-hmm. I want, just want you to wallow in your own guilt. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we'll do terrible things if mm-hmm. we don't get more subscribers our self-esteem is based on that so just subscribe review five stars exactly so yeah. should we move on to the uh, therapy part of the show yes where i ask you how you are and you ask me how i am um i'll start how are you katie oh, i'm well mm-hmm. um so last episode i mentioned that i was starting my roaccutane journey which is my sort of for my skin yeah how's and it going? my skin is so much better but it's so dry that i feel like i've had plastic surgery my face is really tight and really? i don't feel a feeling emotion but I can't portray any and my scalp have you had Botox and fillers <laughs> I know it's, my lips are really chapped um, every every part of my body is dry I get headaches I got a bad back and my scalp is like the inside of a snow globe it's wow. embarrassing I have to put jojoba in my jojoba oil in my hair every night before I go to bed my first audition in six months is tomorrow guys and it's for Caniston Duo apparently I have to look act. like I've got bacterial vaginosis and then look relieved after when it's gone You'll just be the before. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the I'll after. just be the stinky yeah. first. Yeah. And then a model will be there after. Um, apart from oh, that, I'm fine. right for you. I'm yeah, yeah, excited yeah. for you. Yeah. So that's my that's my news, really. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sinead? Um, I had, um, for the first time in a, such a long time, a really stress-free haircut and colour. Um, <laughs> I have this amazing hairdresser at Muse of London called Roland. Um, he's a beautiful, tall Hungarian man. Um, and I just showed him a picture of what I wanted. <laughs> Mary Kate slash Ashley Olsen yeah. hair. And uh, he just was like, yeah, okay. And he uh, just did the colour and did a nice cut. And, the, and he just did it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cry. And I was really happy with it. And I left and there was no drama. There was no holding back tears. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy. And he was he was nice because I've always you did feel guilty though that you didn't tip. Oh, I felt so guilty yeah. because I didn't they couldn't take tip on a card, um, and I didn't have time to go and get cash. And I worried about it for a really long time after. I'm going to write him a nice review though, and everyone should go to him because he's just yeah, it was really nice. But um, yeah, I've got like I'm worried that my hair's starting to get thin around the. <laughs> I think I've got receding hairline around the temples, and I started reading about this like hereditary female hair loss. Mm. Um, my dad 
as hereditary <laughs> female hair loss. He's been going bald for years. So I'm like, have I inherited my dad's hairline? Or Is that not just the stress of being a sociopath? <laughs> or if I'm just such an anxious, stressed person that I've stressed my hair. But when I lift up my hair around the temples, it's really thin. So I started taking hair vitamins and the Regain spray and spraying it into my temples, into my bald little temples. If anyone has any <laughs> advice on how to regrow your hair like that. Now when I have a ponytail, I feel like I've got just no hair at the front. <laughs> We're painting such about, sexy pictures of us to the listeners, aren't we? I'm just there with you my got acne. Stinky vagina and I got stinky and a first. Dandruffy fringe. And I'm just bald, bald from <laughs> the ears forward. Um, um, but yeah, any advice on, on just how to have better, thicker hair? Tweet us. Please tweet us. Put it in your five star review. Give us a review and then write like. A link to the Belgravia Centre. So um, we are talking about guilt on this episode. The emotion guilt um, that consumes us all in different ways. Um, We're talking about the different types of guilt. Um, We're talking about what happens when you feel guilty. Um, And then we're just going to talk later to a guest comedian about guilt as well. An amazing guest comedian. comedian. And the theme of guilt has arisen from two things. First of all, I got just drunk as usual and then had really bad hangover guilt because I couldn't get out of bed to come and meet you and do work yesterday yeah so um, we had to I had to change my um personal trainer session I hope that's another thing start personal training that's I have exciting. yeah someone's going through something aren't they it's really <laughs> Saturn returns yeah um and you you had an experience where you murdered um one of God's creatures Mm-hmm. last week do you want to tell everyone about that That's um i do because i'm i'm really struggling to live with it actually um so now I. yeah well i have a mouse or had a mouse in the flat and i bought the trap i didn't realize that it was the most inhumane trap yeah you came back with two traps you were like this is the inhumane one this is a humane one and the humane one was the sticky one where they get stuck yeah and, and i thought that i don't know what i thought i could just wash it off <laughs> i didn't read the instructions because i'm an idiot and i just wanted to deal with it straight away so i put the sticky pad down you were round, Norman Bates, your boyfriend was round, and Amelia was there, my flatmate, and lo and behold, we had dinner, we came back, and there was a little cute mouse going, <coughs> pulling its own leg off oh, on it was the sticky horrible. pad. It was horrible. And then I was like, right, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And didn't, it was really trying to kill itself, and did Norman right Bates thing. didn't want to deal with it, surprisingly. You didn't want to deal I with it. Couldn't. Amelia didn't want to deal with it. So then I just had to put the mouse in a plastic bag, get a shovel from the garden, go outside by the bins, <laughs> and then whack its head in with a shovel. Never killed anything in my life. And as I whacked it, its head in with a shovel, my next door neighbour from Australia that I'd never met before appeared and said, what are you killing? And I was like, a mouse? No shame. No shame. I hate rodents. Snakes I can handle. But rodents, no shame. My name's Jiz. And then she shook my hand. And then I had to shove it on with the shovel again. And now we're mates. And... and- Last night I was sat in the kitchen and I saw a fucking another mouse. So I'm going to have to kill again. Oh, and you think what else am I supposed to do? You think there's a mouse ghost now? Well, I'm being, I'm definitely being tracked by a mouse ghost. But it's like, what do you do if they just keep coming? But also, it's horrible having to. You did the right thing. If it was dying, you had to kill it. But oh, the whole thing's just horrible because some of them are just so cute. And I love mice. I used to breed mice. Me and my brother used to sell them to the local pet shop for fifty p a mouse when we were little. We had a proper roaring trade. Yeah, and now you're. Killing You're, them. The trade is hunting and killing them. Don't I? Oh. With Jez from next door. Jez, no shame. No shame. What are you killing? My flatmate. No shame. <laughs> <laughs> Got a spear shovel. Actually unleashed a bloodlust into <laughs> <laughs> know, yeah. Um So that's why we're talking about guilt on this mm-hmm. episode, because we are carrying around the burden of murder. Yeah. And baldness. Yeah. And hangovers. Yeah. And 
personal hygiene. But I think problems. we should lighten the mood with a character. Oh, yeah. Mm. Enjoy. Enjoy another northern character. Yeah. Let's go back to the north where we belong. I'm Monica Box, and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Monica Box. A podcast where I interview innovative women in business and get their top tips for success. This week, my guest is the founder of Digidot, Hull's number one and only internet company. She's a self-made millionaire, she's won a Pride of Britain award for her tireless charity work, and she's Hull's Businesswoman of the Year three years in a row. I'm delighted to introduce you to Jean Finger. I'm Jean Finger. I'm the boss and a northern powerhouse, a mum, a spouse. Welcome to the office where I always win, so let's begin. Hello, Monica, and hello, listeners. Wow, Jean, that, that was quite the introduction. Thank you. So, before we go on to talk about your illustrious career, let's get to know you a bit more personally. You mentioned being a mum and a wife. Will you tell us a little bit about your family? Well, Monica, I live in Beverly with my beautiful son, Stavros. Yeah, that sounds like a Greek name. Yes, well, Greece is a place that's very close to me art, as Stavros was conceived in Cos. We also live with Keith, my husband. It's actually our wedding anniversary today. Oh, congratulations. Yes, a toast to marriage, Monica. An exchange of three rings. Engagement ring, wedding ring, and eternal fucking suffering. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, got better dark sense of your mummy. So, um, moving on to your uh, your business. Me, eh, listen to this one, eh. So, my neighbour, uh, uh, Sheila, she come up to me and she said, Eh, hey, Jean, my husband's such an angel. I said, you're lucky, Sheila. My Keith's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> what am I like, eh? It's just my sense of your mummy. Got a very dark sense of your Monica. Very dark indeed. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, for, for anyone that hasn't heard of Digidot, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company? Right. So, Digidot is a centre for digital innovation. Our broadband is the most advanced in Hull. Well, as it's the only one, actually. Right. Right. And, and what is it about the digital industry that excites you so much, Jean? You're seeing that computers are something to fear. They'll turn us all into robots. We're here to tell you, don't be scared of technology. I'll take you to one internet restaurant. Flash you my Excel spreadsheets. I've had an idea for an app that you really need to see. The future is digital. Digital. You gotta get digital. Let's get into digital. Right. Okay. Very innovative use of Olivia Newton-John there. So, uh, this company was founded solely by you and has developed into a multi-million pound enterprise. That must have meant a huge change in lifestyle for Eugene. Well, yes, it has. I haven't had to go on public transport since the turn of the millennium when I bought myself a helicopter. Eh, did you know that Hull has the second busiest heliport? In the contra. No, I, I, I didn't know that. So, uh, tell us, Jean, what, what led you to start Digidot? Well, when I was 25, Monica, I was working 60-hour weeks at Goldman Sachs. No fella, no friends and no helicopter. And one morning I awoke and stuck two Jean fingers up at that life that was making me so miserable and I ran away to follow my dreams. I got a job as a singer on a Mediterranean cruise ship. I started out as a part of the double act, Finger and MacDonald, with Jane, a friend from the Yorkshire swinging scene. I was having the time of my life. I was young, glamorous and tanned, like a beautiful leather bag. There was quite a lot of buzz about me at the time. Um, the captain told me that the BBC were on their way, you know, to talent scout for a show called The Cruise. When Jane MacDonald found out, she uh, asked to see me on the top deck to practice the box. 
No offence, Monica. But as we were rehearsing, she shouted, Iceberg! She pushed me overboard. I plunged into the sea and I floated along the med on a log, which turned out to be a dead seal. And I washed up on the shores of the island of Coz. My God, Jean, that's an incredible story. Coz was uh, like this paradise. And so different from my hometown of Hull, but at the same time very similar, as there was quite a lot of people from Hull there. I got a job as a singer in a bar and I would sing all the classics. How deep is your Jean? It's raining Jean and the audience's favourite, killing Jean softly. And that's where I met Trojan. Oh, who's Trojan? It's just someone from my past. Someone I'd rather forget. OK, great. Well, moving on, if I could now ask Trojan you Trojan was the... this Greek god of a farmer. He used to come and watch me perform every night and then we'd go make love in the sea. Well, if you can call it making love, he'd just pump me full of salty water until I got pregnant. I ran to tell him on his farm and discovered he had a wife and child of his own and my heart broke there and then. I decided to hitchhike back to Hull that night and as I walked down that dusty Greek road, a lorry pulled up and there was our Keith. He was on a job delivering feta cheese and was on his way back to England. We made love that night. If you can call it making love, there was a bit of confusion as I did try to pay me after. But I said, no, I don't want your money, but I do need a father to my unborn child. That's when he brought me back to Hull and I did a B-Tech in computer science and I've been owner of Digidot ever since. Wow, Jean, it really sounds like you've had the most remarkable life. Oh, Stavros, sweetie, if you're listening, I just want you to know that even though Keith isn't your biological father, he still loves you very much. So, each week during the podcast, our guest gives us their three top tips for succeeding in business. Here's what Jean Finger had to say. Tip one. Being a woman in a man's world is tough, so I dress powerful to feel powerful. I wear killer heels and have a killer haircut. And yes, some of my detractors have likened it to Myra Hindley. And some people might think that's a bit odd because, yes, her actions were questionable, but my God, did she have an iconic do. Tip two, diversity. It's really important to keep your workplace diverse. So just last week I hired a vegan. She's called Zoe and she's great. I mean, yes, I've had to replace all the leather in the office with bamboo to cater for her needs, but you're worth it, Zoe. You're fussy, but we love you. Tip three, no kids. There is absolutely no room for children in business. Um, but Jean, you've already mentioned that you do have a family with children. No, I've children. not. I've got a failure that sponges off me. Two, if you include my husband, Keith, lazy twat. He says I've got OCD because I'm always for breezing around the house. I say to him, Keith Finger, for as long as you keep farting on that sofa, I will keep spraying the Febreze. And finally, Jean, you look fantastic for your age. What's the secret for looking so good? Well, Monica, it's a Greek diet of moussaka, taramasalata, baba ganoush, fresh hula, and well, and of course, quite a lot of Botox. Well, Jean, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, I hope you have a lovely anniversary with Keith. Hey, I've got another one for you. It's been raining for days in Hull. My husband Keith seems very depressed by it. He keeps standing by the window, staring. If it continues, I'm going to have to let him in. And that's it for this <laughs> week's one, Thinking one, Outside <laughs> the Box with me, Monica Box. If you like the episode, please subscribe, like, leave a review on Acast and iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, one more before I go. An Englishman, an Irishman and McKeith. Well, they walk into this bar Shut and then... Shut the fuck up, Jean. Some great advice there. Um, and to live by, I think, mm-hmm. those top tips. We go by those top tips, don't we? Yeah, Jean Finger is a character that came from um, a time, a funny time in our lives when we had to create corporate comedy in Hull. So we had to write a piece of comedy for a, a businessman and woman yeah. breakfast. Um, so we had to be in Hull Truck Theatre at 8am on a Monday morning. 
um, performing this piece of comedy about why Hull is great. And um, we showed our first, our initial attempt um, to uh, the woman that was organising it. And she was just like, no, no. She was like, this is, this, this She said, I'm happen. worried. Um, she be- said, I'm actually worried because this is just blue. And I oh, had to Google what blue, blue meant. And it means pornographic. Because we had a joke about living in Shepherd's Bush, my bush. Um, and I she mean, went, I live there. And she said, 300 businessmen don't want to hear about your bush on a Monday morning. And I don't know whether I agree I with that. I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, I don't feel guilty about that. Um, which brings us on to last week's theme. theme. Guilt. guilt. Definition of guilt means the most obvious reason to feel guilty is that you actually did something wrong. The type of guilt may involve harm to others, such as causing someone physical or psychological pain. So there are three different types of guilt. There's natural guilt. Uh, so that's remorse over something you did or failed to do. Mm-hmm. Then there's toxic guilt, the underlying sense of not being a good person. And then there's existential guilt, the negative feeling that arises out of the injustice that you perceive in the world. So now we've covered all aspects of our guilty spectrums. I think it's time to move on and talk to our amazing guest, who was nominated for Best Newcomer at the recent Edinburgh Comedy Awards. She was also an Amuse Muse National New Comic finalist in 2017. And she's working on her new show for this year's Edinburgh 2019. It's Olga Koch! Hello. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Do you want a gin in a can or are you all right? I'm all right, but I'll hold one. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's nice and cold. Have you recovered? Um, We just had an incident where... What are we calling that? The flat? Like a, pe- a kind of a screen fell on Olga and then Katie just... I just went, ah! And then uh, now we're going to sue our producers. Or you might. I'm excited. I'm yeah. going to be that like that lady who sued McDonald's for um, for the hot coffee that was too hot. Or the lady that sued the microwave company for not saying that she couldn't dry her cat in the microwave. Do you remember that? No. no. I mean, there's, those were there my role models. And now that, Someone put a cat in a microwave. Yeah, to like dry them off after rain, I think. And then the cat, cat died because of the microwaves. Again, this is hearsay. That really scares me because my dad actually thought he could boil an egg in a microwave. And obviously <laughs> the egg would then explode. And that's now I'm just thinking about a cat's brain. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Um, so... <laughs> She's living off the okay, conversation. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you just finished your tour, haven't you? Yes, I have just finished my tour. How did it go? Well, the tour was fun. There mm-hmm. were obviously mm-hmm. uh, terrible dates. Uh, there were really fun, extremely fun dates to the point where a woman got a quote from my show tattooed on her body the next day. Really? Wow. What was so, the quote? Um, the quote was like a, a thing that I attributed to um, a, Rus- a former Russian. Uh, oh, God. General Secretary of the Communist Party, Mihail Gorbachev, which is something that you'd get if, if you saw the show. And I have no idea why she has it on her body now, but very flattering. Amazing. Uh, Whereabouts? But, um, like uh, the, 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 the like the side boob area. Oh, it's quite a sexy area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's something that like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a loose tank top, very much um, mm. everybody could see. And uh, the last night of the tour, I clogged the toilet in the <laughs> hotel room that I was sharing with my show operator. And... Boy, was that a way to end the tour. <laughs> I think that was around yeah. Thank you. Did Thank you, um, you Thank admit you. it? Or... Oh, yeah, I had to because it was like, it's one of those budget hotels where the door is really just like some glass. And he definitely saw an outline of a woman just in despair. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just leaning over and just 
I kept flushing and flushing, and he was like, "Is everything okay?" And it was not. <laughs> and um, um, yes, how's it been? Obviously, it's been a while since Edinburgh now, but you did an amazing Edinburgh, and you got, got nominated for best newcomer. I was so jealous, but I'm just gonna clap. We just clap. We're clapping. We're clapping your achievement. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very, um, very much. How was that? Was it a surprise? Were you? It was like, obviously a surprise. It was the best day of my life. It was so so exciting. Yeah. But I remember the day of the awards. The um, one of the people on the panel came up to me, and they were like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's so incredible that you wrote a show in your second language. At which point, because I'm originally Russian, I was like, oh, they just, they think that it's like crazy that a person can like <laughs> learn a language and learn how to joke in it. Whereas like English is pretty much my first language yeah. now of how much I speak it. And I was like, should I put an accent on? Just so they yeah. can Thank learn. you very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Should you speak slower? Because <laughs> <laughs> your show, for those of you, for the listeners who don't know, it's called Fight, and it's about your. Is it about the relationship with your dad? Or, or I would assume. Dad? I would assume most of the listeners don't know what the show yeah, is. Yeah, they do. You're really people. You're like very popular. Thank you. Very Our producers much. were very excited that you were oh, coming hi, in guys. today. Oh, guys! Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. They My DMs are open. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm originally from Russia, and the show is about how in 2014 my father got stopped at the Russian border and went missing. And that's all I'm going to tell you. Wow. Uh, but if you want to see the show, you can't now because it's Yeah, also- so I guess you'll never find out. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it, it, I mean, it was very heavily all the PR was that this is like a Russian girl and I'm a Russian girl. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they really leaned into how internationally they thought the show was. Wow. I wish yeah. I'd seen it now. I'm really annoyed. Yeah. We will we'll see your next show. <laughs> yeah, tell us about your new show. My new show is called If Then, and it's um, about computer science, which I studied at university, and my first ever relationship, which was terrible, <laughs> and um, how they went in parallel, and how like the complex relationship the boyfriend had with my with my uh, technical abilities and other things that made me quote unquote not like other women, and so me eventually confronting him. As I built him as an AI at the end of the show. <laughs> Amazing. That sounds really cool. So does, oh, is he, does he know about the oh, show? Oh, God, no. And you're not going to mention his name or anything? <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not. But, like, if he stalks me as much as I stalk him and his new wife, he, like, 
must know that I'm doing the show because it's very much in the blurb. Mm. So I'm like, yeah. I can only exp- I can only assume that he's googling me daily. Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? we all do. We all do it. When I Google myself, um, there's a country a country singer from America called Katie Norris, and she's got her own website. And then there's a weird other weird website, isn't there? Lots of American Katie Norris. Is she any good? Um, not as good as me. She's good as you. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't got my own website. So where where is you, Katie Norris, on on the hier- Google hierarchy of Katie Norris's? I don't know. I don't know. Talk amongst yourselves while I Google myself. <laughs> I don't know where Sinead Parker you? is in the hierarchy. I think there might be a maybe a lawyer. Um. So this in this show we're talking about guilt, the I'm emotion. Let's party. Yeah. So you're. I'm interested because obviously like. I've talked about ex-boyfriends in the sh- in my show and stuff, and I felt like a little bit guilty. Do you feel you'll feel guilty about talking about your ex-boyfriend or in your show, or because because I'm like I never know how much to say. I think it's a really really valid question to ask yourself, and I think oh god, basically part of part of what I do outside of stand up is I do like little. I want, the wankiest way to say it is art projects, but they're, they're just like these cleansing rituals mm. that very much heavily involve my ex-boyfriends. Mm. And one of, the, one of the ones that I did was I made one of my ex-boyfriends to scale out of cake and then I ate him on camera and then I vomited him out. <laughs> and... Never date a comedian. I love it. It's so true though. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like at this point yeah. people want to date me just to see what it's, what's going to what happen after we break up. What Taylor Swift-esque bullshit <laughs> that I'm going to pull out. So I, and at that moment I was like, I don't feel anything terrible towards this person. It just felt like a thing that I really wanted to do, and I asked him for permission, and he gave it to me. And like, I'm not, I'm not encouraging everybody to go out and get permission because obviously not everyone is like in in a point in their lives where they can, um, they can ask that question. And I'm speaking only for myself. So obviously, you do have claim on your own experiences. Otherwise, you wouldn't yeah. be able to talk about anything from your past because mm-hmm. like someone as it was in the room when mm-hmm. you were having that doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I am very conscious of. And this show is going to be trickier, but I'm trying my best to, to, to stay the same. I only talk about how I felt in those mm. things. So mm-hmm. nothing has been ever revealed about the people. Mm-hmm. So when I when you see me making the guy out of cake, eating him and vomiting, you could see that I'm in distress. I'm trying to like, work through feelings. Mm-hmm. But at no point do you learn anything about him. Mm-hmm. So as long as like I... I as, as long as on you yeah. and how you yeah. felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it doesn't feel... Because I'm, I'm working through my own... It's a very selfish thing, and I'm working through my own trauma. It's mm-hmm. not really about them or char- their character traits. Mm-hmm. So as long as it stays that way, I feel fine about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, obviously, I would feel fine about it because I'm still fucking doing these things, and I need to justify themselves. Yeah. I really want to see it. Really <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's very upsetting. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> I yeah. for the wank bank. Um, <laughs> and I won't be feeling guilty about that. No. Um, so, yeah, do you, do you think you're... Are you prone to guilt more than, like... Averagely, what's yeah? What I think do? that's like my main driver in life. Really? Right. Oh my god, I get really angry. Do I you? think anger is my like the thing. I really lash out at people, and I feel really, really bad afterwards. Wow. Yeah. So don't get too close to me because <laughs> I abuse that so fucking what, hard. What sends you strangers or friends? People close to so, you. So or... okay, this is. Can I ask? This is a long answer. Mm-hmm. So this is part of my show mm-hmm. and how... So you know when you learn a new language, you start articulating things you never could articulate before. The same way that like in an Inuit language, we have five words. They have five words for snow and for you, it would just be snow. So mm-hmm. once you have five words for it, you start just to distinguish between a thing you never even like examined that way. Mm-hmm. Or in Russian, we don't have the word for empathy, which is huge. Wow. I didn't know what empathy was really? until I was 17. And when I learned it, I was like, I see the world in a new light, which is huge. <laughs> wow. So when I started studying computer science... 
you start thinking in this a certain way and and there's words for it so then you start you know what, how to name that way of thinking is you have to account for every possible scenario when writing a computer program because if you don't uh, account for every possible scenario the computer program crashes mm. so you have this condition condition you condition yourself to think of like what is the every possible human scenario that could possibly happen right now? So I am in my head living through 11 different scenarios right now of where I pass out, where I accidentally offend you, whatever the yeah. hell. So, I, so sometimes I'll be upset about scenario eight when I haven't even entered like the beginning of it, right? Mm-hmm. Does yeah, that make sense? You're yes. thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, like, yeah. I'll be upset about like how I fucked up my Oscars acceptance speech when yeah. I'm like in my <laughs> bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so... Wait, where did we start this? So yeah, I, I asked um, yeah. if you get angry at people close to you or strangers. Yeah, so basically, I will be upset at people for shit they haven't done because yeah. I would be, I would just, I will go on a tangent in my head where they've done a bunch of stuff they haven't done just because I will deduce it from a text message and wow. be like, I asked him to do this and he probably didn't. He probably fucking didn't. And this time he's gonna be like, why are you, why are you so overreacting about me not doing the thing? I don't even know so that create, he didn't do the thing yet. You'll create I'm, your own narrative. Yeah, and then I'm there and I really rile myself yeah. up because I'm already living through that uh, scenario. It's really bad. And then I huge knocks at the door and you punch yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. How fucking dare. And he's got the thing in his hand and I'm like, fuck you. You're upset that he brought the thing so your anger doesn't have anywhere to go. Ugh. I definitely read things from text messages and create a whole scenario that I've been wronged. Yeah. Um, and that I think it's, I think yeah. it depends what you're, fr- I think I frame everything deep down as like, they hate me and they think I'm a twat. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. a self-esteem thing. So I'll like react to things <laughs> that, yeah, and it'll just be like a casual WhatsApp message maybe mm. from you and mm. then I'll have to check. Like, you probably think I'm a piece of like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, I mean, again, like that sort of thing. You look when you go on Instagram and you kind of see like someone's liked something, like mm. an ex, and you're like, "Fuck!" Yeah, and then you think they're getting married or they're moving in together, <sighs> that kind of thing, and you just like torture yourself. Oh, yeah. that's what you feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. so that's like, a, shameful on yourself. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a way of thinking of yeah. like you try to stop yourself from having. Whereas computer science is a field where you're encouraged to think that mm. way. Yeah. So you just train your brain to account for everything. Yeah. Wow. So oh, you see, th- see things quite literally, but then from that yeah. you create this emotional S- trauma for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So in all of my, I have already mourned all of my exes. Both getting married and dying. Yeah, <laughs> and to have speeches for them. You oh yeah, what you would say. big and, time. Yeah, I've I've lived through every possible comeback ever. I'm more likely to <laughs> I think imagine my own funeral than someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> what music is playing at your funeral? Um, it's just a series of me me singing songs. <laughs> Pre-recorded. Yeah. yeah. At what point do you think you record record the death album? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm already working on it. <laughs> Set for release, you know, soon. It's just a series of me singing sort of bad, bad, bad You're getting people to to send like videos of we, themselves. Yeah, I'll take requests. Crying. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah, requests. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. Yeah, that's. I've Can I do a poem? No, you're you would be there. You words. die with me. Yeah. I'll already be dead. Oh my god, do you have yeah. like a twin tomb? Oh my god, imagine. I would love that. Like, I would eat like a queen size <laughs> casket. Yeah. Her cradling my dead body. You can be big spoon. Oh. <laughs> I'm guilty of that actually. I um I do uh, try and hold Sinead in the night. Why is that a bad thing? I don't know. Well, because she won't give me any affection in real life on a day to day basis. Oh. And it'll so it's super subconscious. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not even because to I, me. Yeah. It's because you think there's a man in the bed. Yeah. Um, and then I, because of your and then you feel, farts. <laughs> and then you feel really ashamed after. So you guys sleep together? 
If we, we have done. I can't sleep in a bed anymore at the moment because I'm going through a breakup. So it just makes me, gives me like severe anxiety. Yeah, because I, me, me and my boyfriend had a row, and because I live around the corner from you, I came to your house to sleep, and, and I then I got sleep, into bed so with was... you for comfort, and then I woke up and you'd gone. I know because I was having a panic <laughs> attack about my the bed, my ex boyfriend, so I couldn't sleep in a bed with her. <laughs> so um, I went home, and yeah. then I went, and he was like, "Oh hi," and I was like, "You didn't even know." I was like, "God," like I'd ran away from home, <laughs> came back at three a.m. and he was like, "Just watch." This is our lives. You look shocked. Valid, valid yeah. question. Can I? May I ask? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does the introduction of the other happen with a significant other? We how were like, hi, this is Katie. Yeah, how And she's how a huge, huge part of my life. I know, because like... Um, I don't know. And when, what are boyfriends' attitudes towards this? Yeah, um, well, I think boyfriends have always been terrified of me mm-hmm. um, because I could fuctionate Sinead better. I make her laugh more. I know... <laughs> And I know everything about them, including how big their dick is and <laughs> what their vulnerabilities are, if they've cried or not. I know literally every uh, detail. And so when they meet me, it's like this I'm looking at them, up. they're looking at me, yeah. and, they, and, I, and I'm like, hello. And they're, and they're like, oh my God, she knows everything. Um, but um, I want to move on because I prepared some questions. Please, 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 please. Um, so you just have to say whether you're innocent or guilty. And you can both say. Okay. Um, and okay, right. So have you ever ghosted anyone? Guilty. Guilty. Are you? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Right, right, right. Who did you ghost? Or I'm a huge fan of ghosting. Really? I've never ghosted <laughs> Being anyone. Being ghosted or just ghosting? Both. Both. Yeah. I think it's... Okay, so I think obviously if you've had a relationship with a person or you know a person from before, mm. yes, it's unethical. But... If I've gone on two dates with you, neither of us are texting each other, why do you got to come out and be like, mm. I don't think we should see each other mm. anymore? It it assigns interest to me that isn't there. Like, I, well, I haven't texted you, so why are you breaking up a thing that isn't a thing yet? We've mm. gone on two dates. Mm. It assigns too much interest on me, and it also creates a hierarchy of I got broken up with. Like, if I'm not, like... If I didn't ask, don't fucking tell me. I just, yeah, I just think it's yeah. like overly dramatic, and I'm all for ghosting. Wow. There was a guy that I was seeing a few years ago, and we were seeing each other for a few months, and he turned up. We actually slept together a lot, and he t- the last time I saw him, he turned up with roses. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I just don't fancy you. And then he stayed over, and, like, then he left, and I never spoke to him again. And But I think it, he must have sensed it, so he never he tried to speak to me. With you. Where he, yeah. I got a drunk message saying, you're beautiful, at three in the morning, <sighs> with, um, spelling mistakes. And then I never <laughs> oh. responded to that. And then... And then a we two just never word spoke again. spelling mistake situation. I know. Anyway, another one, another question. So, have you ever been bitching about someone and then they've just appeared either behind you or just heard the whole thing? Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did it. The one that sticks in my memory and I feel so guilty about it is when I was on a school retreat. Um, school Catholic retreat. Catholic school, Catholic retreat. And um, there was this guy and he was just going around, he, he was going through this phase of just going, you're damn right, and like punching his chest and then holding his arm up and he'd just go, you're damn right. And he was making me cringe loads and I did maybe a two minute impression of him. Um, like just go, like doing the whole you're damn right and just like, and then I turned around and he was right behind me and it, there was no way of... <laughs> Of disguising what I did. How did he react? Um, he pretended he hadn't seen it, and I think I like ghosted <laughs> came him. Came back, and then I went, "Oh, yeah, I've taken some painkillers." Like, um, and I'm feeling a bit dizzy. I'm sorry, like it was. Very- <laughs> That's so awful. I die. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Next. <clears throat> Have you ever dined and dashed, or ridden and ditched? What? Oh, what's riding and ditching? Um, taxi. So if I think you went oh, off without paying. I've had free gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've you've 
No, I haven't. I'm just, that's oh. my guess on riding in ditches. Oh, yeah, maybe. I guess it's either that or... Taxi. Yeah, taxi. I've done that when I first moved to London. Got an Uber. No, I got a black cab and it was something like £60. And I was outraged and I was like, I'm not paying that. And he rang the police. Um, and I was being really drunk and like self-righteous. So I was like, well, call, bring the police. And then um, I opened the door and was like, just getting fresh air. And then I ran into my dad's block of flats and like zigzagged. I remember like going through, like winding through the... And going up the stairs and being like, he's going to chase me, so I'm going to have to lose him. And then he gave up, I think. <laughs> And then I was really paranoid for ages. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> That's like an Arctic Monkeys <laughs> music video. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel guilty about that. Like, it wasn't very far, and I didn't know about London then. I just come from the north and was like, you know, where like did you go? Pounds. A black cab as well as a dolphin square. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but have you ever dashed from a restaurant? No, I've done that once. I um, we had I was seventeen and um, we dashed from a curry house in Taunton. Sorry about that, Rajpoo. It's called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a, a Sauvignon and a chicken tikka. <laughs> oh, our West Country accents. Um, and uh, yeah, we <laughs> we went back and uh, we had to go back because no um, Connie forgot her handbag. Um, and then when we oh. um, yeah got back to the restaurant, That's they were like, hard. "It's unethical! It's unethical!" And then we had to pay, and it was really awful. Oh yeah, it's such a shame that you had to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's such a shame. Been back since. It's a lovely oh, restaurant. Nice. Raj Poo and Taunton. Shout okay. out. Um so that was wow, we shared. Yeah. Any more? Um Any well else? not really. No. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Have you ever had a real orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no. Um, yeah, definitely faked. Yeah. I did in my early days. Yeah, and I yeah when I Stopped. hadn't had one before. Yeah, and yeah, I could never go back now. Same, yeah. same. Yeah. I thought that like yeah. I could I could come masturbating, but I couldn't come from sex. Yeah, same. And yeah. I just assumed that I just was not one of the people who came from sex. Yeah, and then I came, yeah. and once I knew that I could. Yeah, then it was the like yeah. yeah, then the barrier's gone. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. But it was with the same boyfriend. So up until that point, I was faking, and then I had a real one, and I found myself in a situation where I had to fake faking it because I was like, oh, I'll just do the same noise I've been doing <laughs> before. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. How do you fake such a rabbit awesome. hole? Yeah. I used to clench my feet like if that was like. <laughs> Like to pretend I was releasing something, I think. Like, you know, like, ah. yeah. I think we should tell everyone all about yeah. how, yeah, so about when you know a girl's faking it. We'll if plug. you've got, yeah, yeah so um, thank you very much for coming on our podcast. When can we see you do some socially comedy? and yeah, 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 on the stage? Thank you so much. I have loads of previews for if then coming up all over the country, and if you want to find out when I'm coming to see you. Uh, please go on Twitter at Rock and Rollga and on my website www.rockandrollga.com. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've been amazing. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Episode four. How are you feeling? Good. Yeah. The gin is running through my veins. Yeah, it was. It's been quite cathartic. But I'm thinking about that stir fry, the bowl of stir fry I've left on the side at home that I'm going to go home and devour. Unless the mouse gets in there. No, I've put a plate over it so the mouse can't Fair. get in there. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to kill a mouse. I feel too guilty. <laughs> I'm going to eat more because the stir fry you made was really delicious. It didn't fill. I'm so hungry now because my appetite's ridiculous. It's relentless. Well, that's good. But thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah, and thank you for listening each week. Um, we are very excited about this podcast. Um, we're getting more listeners every week, and that fills us with joy. Oh, and the live podcast and the Burn the Witch as well. Oh, yeah, yeah.
Uh, yeah, so you can catch us on Instagram at Norris and Parker, Twitter at Norris Parker26, on Facebook, um, and leave a review on Acast or iTunes, whatever you get your podcasts. And remember that we've got our live episode on the 1st of June at the Underbelly Festival at 3.30. We'll be having special guests for that. And then we're also doing Burn the Witch, which is our Edinburgh show, on the 22nd of May at 9.30 at the Underbelly Festival. A nice selection of times there, whether you want a civilised daytime or a a raucous evening. We can cater for all needs. Exactly. Or you can go to sleep to our beautiful dulcet tones. Yeah. After you've left us a review. Nice one. Bye. 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 sun will go down. Beauty by melancholy at the same time. By the sea, you have to embrace. That's life. That's You have been listening to a Red Apple Creative original podcast. For more great podcasts from Red Apple, just go to redapplecreative.co.uk. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.